Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. You are on the Morning Bliss. It's uh, Bertha Charuma sitting in for Patricia. Each time I hear the sting, I think, you know, it always gives me a smile on my face. And I just hope that when our president got really excited about this, saying, this song saying, Tumamina, service delivery would have been mm, together. Solid. But anyway, um, talking about service delivery, uh, poor service delivery, general poor government services lead to the decline of resources, zero job opportunities, job losses, um, you know, overall poor living conditions. How do we address this? How does the president and his cabinet address this? Is our president being advised properly? to know exactly what is on the ground, what the basic man on the street is experiencing. Maybe, yes, maybe not. But I think we all have our opinions, we all have our perspective, we all have our understanding. But what I like is right here on The Morning Bliss, this is one of the subject matters that we're going to tackle until either those that are in charge those that are decision makers can make a difference or otherwise. And uh, chatting to us this morning, I've got Zaman Chona, national spokesperson of the African Transformation Movement, ATM, just to sort of help us engage and unpack some of these issues and try and figure out a way uh, to, to sort this problem out. Um, Zama, good to have you on 2000. Good morning. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I, I went to my former station. Can you believe it? They say it stays in the blood. I take it off. I totally take it off. Welcome to SAFM. So let's talk about service delivery. Yeah. At the moment, we have a pressing issue. And the pressing issue is power. And just to rewind very, very quickly, we, we had a minister appointed a minister for electricity. He came in with so much zest, eager beaver, and he said things are going to change, understandably so. And we cannot expect any, anything that, you know, that's mind-blowing in, you know, in, in a short space of time. And for a few days, the stage is kind of like, you know, uh, reduced to stage one, stage two, stage three. And we're back again. To stage five, I don't know, stage six. I, I, I'm lost in translation. I've lost count. What do you think could be a solution to this problem? Um, thank you so much. Good morning to you and the listeners. Um, first, we, we must just in, in just under a minute, let me just uh, do this. Mm. Um, it's unfortunate that um, whether it was a miscalculation or it was deliberate. But we are here today because of a basic principle of economics that was not followed. If you increase demand, you must increase generation capacity. That's the principle. Now, you would think that people of this caliber, the ready-to-govern gang, the people who said they wanted to deliver us, 
trauma marginalization would have locked this concept down. When we built more houses and we were going to connect them to a grid that was supposed to deliver for a few, the first thing we should have done was to increase the generation capacity to meet the envisaged need. Now, after 29 years, you come in and you purport that what could not be put in place for 29 years, coupled with non-servicing of stations, coupled with maladministration of epic proportions, coupled with uh, corruption and the looting of state coffers, and come 29 years later and think that you can have a magic wand that is going to undo what has been building over the years. Forget. It's not going to happen. It's going to take us time to turn things around because of the continued negligence, continued lack of political will, continued challenges that have been building up over the years under the government of the ruling party. So uh, the, the minister, uh, the president, and any other committee that is going to be established right now is not going to give us a turnaround strategy so fast that we are going to find ourselves uh, miraculously out of this quagmire or this mud we'll find ourselves in. So it's going to take us time because, unfortunately, the powers that be had dimmed its feet to forget that uh, 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 for any increased demand that is required in this country, the generation capacity would have to be increased uh, so that it meets the demand. So in, an, in, 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 in a summarized uh, um, uh, version of what we, we could be doing, that is one we should, we should keep in our mind that it is, it is not going to happen anytime soon. But, but what should happen? Mm-hmm. A number of things. One, um, it, it is going to be important that the, the electricity minister uh, who I feel is a duplication to start with because you have enterprise development and you have uh, minerals and energy already taking care of that problem. Uh, but nevertheless, the three of them with the presidency, they must, one, increase baseload. 2018, we had 78% availability, baseload availability, electricity availability, and no load shedding. Five years later, we have 58% electricity um, availability with permanent load shedding. So baseload is going to be important. Two, it is going to be important that um, they must... Um, make sure that the contractors that are working on uh, the development of these power plants, they must stick to time. They must stick to time or be penalized because we're losing a lot of money. The economy is really um, on its knees and uh, people are without jobs. People are being retrenched because one of the contributing factors is the issue of electricity availability. There are just not enough hours in a day for companies to be productive. So uh, like it was in the past, and that is uh, um, causing uh, prices of production to go up because you need diesel, you need all these other mechanisms. So companies are not as productive as they used to in the past. So in order for them to balance this mechanism of increased demand uh, in terms of revenue, 
um, uh, or, or, or what they put in a business, um, uh, they would have to let people go. So these companies must not play around. They must stick to the, to, to the times. Um, three, it's going to be important that uh, the government must deal, um, ESCOM must deal with companies that are giving us impure coal, coal mixed with something else. These, uh, the, 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 the choice grade is one of uh, the contributing factors to breaking down of generators because they are mixing that with stone and, and, and other impurities that are not processable. So they must also fire those companies with immediate effect. Four, there are hijackers of uh, uh, coal plants. There are people who have deemed it feet that they are going to hijack. Uh, they want quick profits. Um, ASCOM and the, and the Ministry of Police, yeah, if, even the soldiers, if needs be, this is a, natu- a, a natural, uh, a, a national rather, a national uh, a competence that requires that it be protected by all means, because if we do not have energy, we can't function. So let's see to it that all those who try and hijack these coal plants or redirect trucks because they want uh, to profit themselves, we actually deal with them decisively. Mm. Number five, they must go back to NERSA prices for buying coal. The, the, the people who are selling coal to ESCOM right now are selling coal at exorbitant prices, so they must go to that. Then last, now, last one for now, um, it would be they must, they must move away at, or by all costs from using diesel, which is expensive as an alternative to try and keep the lights on. Mm. And just to also let our listeners, you are on SAFM and leading the conversation right here on The Morning Bliss. Please do not hesitate. Let's have this conversation. I think in, in conversing, we then understand each other and you may come up with you or you may trigger something that could actually assist us in finding a way forward in making sure that some of these issues are rectified. And the number to use is 0614-104-107. That's right here on SAFM, 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp number. And you can leave a voice note. Or otherwise, you can call us directly on 86 2032 and let's have this conversation let's talk about it let's try and figure certain issues out and let's iron out a few things i mean i just look at the crime rate there are so many things that are happening within the country that are leaving people almost resigned as in what next where to next what should we do but the best way let's talk about it when we get back Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. It's 18 minutes before 5 right here on SAFM and uh, I am chatting to um, Zaman Chona, National Spokesperson of the African Transformation Movement, 
ATM. And we're talking about service delivery and we're just talking about, um, you know, the energy and where the energy is going. I am totally, totally confused because I was in an area where I, I thought of, I, I thought I understood how all this works, where you are lot shedded uh, in particular areas. Maybe if, if there are hospitals around you, then maybe your lot shedding hours are less. And to, for some bizarre reason, we were not lot shedded, but it started yesterday. And when it started yesterday, it is on steroids. It's almost like we have for every four hours, we have an hour of power. But... Who's, who knows? Who who knows? Who knows what's what's going on? But anyways, I'm coming up, uh, coming back to you. One okay. one other thing that really worries me, or that concerns me, just as a citizen, and I I'm sharing this sentiment, and I'm sure there are other citizens out there who share the same sentiments. There, there is so much assassinations. I don't know whether I should call them assassinations, oh. or people just die unceremoniously. You are driving home. You've been appointed as the new mayor. And all of a sudden, death happens. It, 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 it leaves a very... My, my mind is left in, 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 in disarray. But yeah, I do, have, I do have someone online. I think let's take that. Okay, we'll take him in a minute. Am, am I wrong? Am I wrong in, a, in, in my observation? I could be. No, no, you, you, you are, you are not wrong. Uh, South Africa is um, made a capital of the world. Um, South Africa is currently at a murder rate um, that could only be close to a country at war, even worse than other countries at war. We are at eighteen murders a day. Eighty-eight zero. 80 matters a day. Uh, five years ago, um, when you look at the 2018-2019 matter stats, we were at 58 a day. This meant every 13 minutes a man dies, murdered in South Africa. Every uh, three hours a woman dies, murdered in South Africa. And every eight hours a child dies. So every day at that time, it was 58 murders, 47 of men, 47 of them men murdered mainly by men, eight of them women murdered mainly by men, and three a day, it was children mainly also the common denominator in the killing of society being men, men, men. But there is, I'm saying this deliberately, this issue, because I believe that we need to extend the definition of the problem so that we're able to diagnose, problem, diagnose it properly. Now, uh, so 58 murders in 2018-2019, fast forward, we are now at 80 murders in just less than five years. So we've increased by almost the same number in, in just a period of five years. Mm. So it is not just in politics or in business, de business deals that have gone wrong, but in society in general. South Africa has a murder rate so high uh, uh, that you would, uh, you would think that we're at war, which means that we have an enemy from within, and it needs our swift response. Mm. I've got Summit online from Cape Town. Summit, okay. good morning. Good morning, brother. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. 
Go ahead. Very fine, very fine. You know, the bigger problem that we got now as Africa and as South Africa, we have descended into dictatorship. That's why we cannot solve the problem. Because the truth is, you know, we need people like Peggy Taylor. If he asks the policemen on the ground, that what is the problem, guys? Yeah. Those policemen on the ground, they've got solutions. If he asks the people in the community, they know the solution. They know the criminal, right? But the bigger problem is these guys, they come with 20 pages of paper to dictate to the people and tell them what they want to do. Yet they've never been in that community. They've never spent a single night in that community. How do you come and tell those people what you want to do, yet you don't know the situation of the community? How can you build a country that way? Even if you check now, look at what happens in Parliament. They use numbers instead of facts. All the opposition, they don't even know exactly majority of them. They don't know exactly what is happening in the power station. You go to people on the ground, every information of what is happening, in every power station, you go to those escort workers, those on the ground and everyone. You put people there and you ask, what is the problem, guys? What is happening? But if you come... Summit, have I... From... Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, I think we've lost... I think we've lost Summit and he is on point. Because even with the the billing system, I mean, there was a point when they changed uh, the you know the meters and the billing system just went crazy. Bills were coming. I mean, a, a normal household of a four four bedroomed house, two bathrooms, your bill would almost be like a factory bill where it's like ten thousand rand for ele- just electricity, no water, and that is just that's just alarming, Zama. It's just alarming. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it, it's very unfortunate that uh, even with smart metering that has been introduced in uh, many in many metros and, and other municipalities, that we seem not to find the right balance. Uh, monitoring is, is very bad. Even uh, when you were sending meter, uh, um, meter readers, um, uh, but you would see that there is a whole lot of uh, first, they do not do what they need to do. Two, they are understaffed, um, uh, and 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 somebody sits and then they figure with. Uh, they then estimate what you have actually used and overcharge you. Sometimes ICT systems are just not working. There is a wrong billing, and uh, and unfortunately that happens at the detriment of the citizens of this country. We are the ones at the end of the day who are going to have services cut because of a billing system that is not worked properly. So, so such things, they truly need us as uh, citizens to be active. Um, it's unfortunate that for some reason in South Africa, um, I'll talk about South Africa, uh, for some reason in South Africa, we figured that the impassive participants, and uh, um, we have somehow taken that as a default position and hoped for the best. Mm. And, and, and when the reality is that we are going to find ourselves subjected to 
an environment that is not going to be conducive for our growth because part of the problem is that we do not want to be part of the solution. And being part of the solution means we must be an active citizenry because these things are not going to go away just by us complaining in our little corners. We need to join the, the voices that are advocating against us so that the government can finally get a clear idea that we as the citizens of this country don't want A, B, C, and D, and we actually want D, E, and C, A, and F. Yeah, we'll come. Uh, we'll come back shortly, but uh, we're going to take a small break. But before we go to the break, uh, I do have a, a a WhatsApp note that I will just read out in a few uh, seconds' time, and as well as we'll touch base on, you know, the mud slinging of coalition government, the infights. There are just too much, and I think we've lost track of what is important mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to the job spec and how we deliver. When we get back. Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. You are on SAFM and leading the conversation and uh, chatting to Zaman Chona, national spokesperson of the African Transformation Movement, ATM. So just going to um, the WhatsApp read that uh, we received earlier on. So this is how it goes. It seems as if everything is being systematically undermined in order to frustrate the people and thus uh, precipitate civil unrest. Where will that take us as a country? Will anything we say make any difference? Sadly, p- probably not. That's uh, from Cat uh, PMB. What, what, what's your take on that, Zama? Um, I would want us not to to give up. Yes, there is a. When you look, you study patterns. You see that there is a deliberate and the mining of uh, society, the running down of systems. Uh, you see that there is an intentional non-delivery uh, because some of the so-called mistakes are, are things that people of those caliber, people with um, experience in, uh, in, in working with government systems uh, and all of that, shouldn't be making, especially for elongated period of time. But as society, we should never surrender our right to claim what is rightfully ours from any individual we have put in place. We, the citizens of this country, have elected people to be in place, and those people are all forever accountable. Even if democracy has prevailed and your view has not been supported by the majority, but never stop that. A typical example, look at the sixth administration. You have the African Transformation Movement with two members in the National Assembly. But look at how a two-member party has led the issue of accountability on the issue of Palapal. Uh, whether it is uh, the Section 89 impeachment process or whether it is the Section 96 um, evoking of uh, the public protector and other, but you have seen that a two-member party has been able to keep the government accountable. Now, I'm saying this because 
not under any circumstances as the people of this country, we should surrender what is our right to be given what we deserve because we feel that the wave is too big uh, for us to be able. The current will swallow us or sweep us away, never at any given time. Even if you are the only individual on earth or in this country who speaks the truth, you must speak that truth because it may be the only thing that can save us from uh, the avalanche that we see right now of uh, non-delivery and non-accountability and deliberate uh, um, uh, degrading of systems uh, towards, um, uh, in fact, to an extent that we, the citizens, are finding ourselves in this predicament that we are in. Mm. And um, just before we, we, you know, we, we wrap up, I, I I don't understand. You know, when 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 the parties get into coalition governance, mm-hmm. you you expect better because the belief is that the one will keep an eye on the other. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, it's just been bickering. It's almost like kindergarten kids in sand pit. Mm. And does that not, you know, divert? our vision and the way things are supposed to be managed and handled. Yeah. And it's, um, it's unfortunate what we see. It's unfortunate because if, if all political parties believe that the will of the people must prevail, uh, then we must hear this clearly. The people of the various metros have said, we do not trust that there is a single political party that will be able to lead we want you to prioritize us by finding each other. Find each other. That's what the people of South Africa have been saying. They said, we have given power to one political party, and we have seen that absolute power corrupts absolutely, and they have been corrupt. So we want you to keep an eye on each other, but we need you to find each other. Now, one of the problems that you find is... Uh, Though you have been given a coalition uh, government and you've been given entrusted with a position to lead the coalition, then you want to act as if you were given an outright mandate. Coalition governments are sensitive and they need that. You do not navigate as if you have absolute power, but you must always engage your partners. You must always see to it that you are able to satisfy, because the various constituencies that are represented by the people in that council, they must find expression because no one has found out that majority. So now, if, if you do not have people who are willing to engage one another, find one another, compromise at times so that the coalition may remain intact, it is going to disintegrate to what is happening today. So unfortunately, political parties, it seems as if we have not truly taken to heart the will of the people, the, the mandate given to us. And that mandate is that find each other and prioritize us as the citizens of this country. Well, Zamanchana, thank you so much for joining us on SAFM and on The Morning Bliss. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Have yourself a great weekend ahead. Thank you so much for the African Transformation Movement. We're truly thankful for the opportunity and the listeners who are listening out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Zaman Chona, National Spokesperson of the African um, Transformation Movement, ATM.